that's okay. Um, okay, so I'm, this is the, you all are familiar uh, more or less with, the, with our format, so I'm going to jump in. This is our, um, it's our Friday coffee. We get extra points because anything on a Friday morning is a little <laughs> um, after a busy week, but here we go. Um, I'm just, I prepared a few comments and then I thought we could, we do our usual, which is to um, just discuss a little bit. And then I always say to people, you're, feel free to leave at any time. If you're, um, you know, you don't feel that you have to stay, you won't get it. You don't get any homework, it's no penalty. So I don't worry if you need to move on. But, um, okay, so the, the, the remarks I prepared, it's called, I love, I love titles. Um, it's called Sentimentality from obstacle to asset. That's what I'm working on here. So sentimentality. And um, so just to share some ideas. So to start with, um, this is a lovely point. The prelate of Opus Dei, who's a bishop, lives in Rome. Um, the, 
you could say the strength, and I would always call like the specific opportunities, the specific dangers, if you will, in the feminine psyche. Um, there are great opportunities, as we know, and there are some dangerous reefs and shoals along the way, right? And I think it's really great that I want women like our girls to learn from someone and as soon as possible, sort of that territory. And that's the value, that's one of the magnificent values of a single sex education. Um, so I thought, I really hope we see this journey. I like seeing their journey. I was thinking maybe you could see it as like a fairy tale. Good witches, and there were bad witches. <laughs> and you gotta know who's who. And sometimes they're disguised, as we know. Um, or you could say there are like treasure chests, and then there are these patches of quicksand. Um, and you really gotta, you gotta know the territory. And you need wise guides for that, obviously, all of us. I mean, it's a lifelong, we all run into good witches and bad witches, every, not every day, hopefully. But um, so I think sentimentality is one of the bad witches that can be turned. not, obviously it's not a feminine tendency or problem only, I'm going to define it, don't worry, but, um, but it's, I think because, and I call it our rich emotional register, um, women can slide into it maybe more easily, um, but again, once we know the territory, we're armed for life, as I say with everything, the sooner you start, the better, and I look at the girls, and I'm sure you do, I think so often, I think, gosh, I, I wish somebody had said that when I was that's the classic. But when I was 12, or, um, and we're always, we have, educators have a long view in mind, as you know, so they don't necessarily, but sometimes we'll say it in mentoring, and I say, like, this is going to help you in your marriage, for sure. This is going to help you with your, if maybe we can go back, this is going to help you with your college, your freshman year, the skill that you get now is going to serve you well. Um, but I think, really, that, yeah, that, that, that the girls here have um, all they need to get to I do want to say this as an always situation. I am really always struck by the power of the example that adults in their lives give them. I mean, first and foremost, because, as you know, we absolutely, and I would say, and again, Paul's lecture really drove that home. Your daughters are going to be impressed with your maybe not always successful struggle more than a thousand character talks that you have. Or just, it is just so far and always the influence you have. And, um, and again, it's, it does not, and I'm not at all talking about success in your, in your example that you're trying. Um, and I think and we're always, we're tempted in life to think that extraordinary interventions are needed when you go to things in your life. We need the experts. It's like, I mean, maybe we do, but very often, um, but we need, I need an advanced degree. That's the other thing. It's just really, God has really hardwired us to solve the problems that we really need to solve. Um, and certainly with parenting, he's giving you the grace, he's giving you everything you need. So don't, so many things will get, I want to say, so many things will, will tempt you to doubt yourself. Um, but I really don't think, I mean, you need advice, you need counsel, you need prayer, you need study, but you've got really what you need um, to guide her. to come.
of good people is not limited to, you know, just the direct and, and et cetera. So really, really count on that. I would say the line of powerful influence, lasting influence, uh, is primarily through parents, through family, and then through um, worthy adults who inspire them. It, it's not that strong. I mean, you could have other things, books, movies, outside influences, all that have an impact, but not as much as the powerful influence of ordinary people. Let's start with sentimentality. This is a good definition. Reliance on feelings as a guide to truth. And then another one is shallow, uncomplicated emotions at the expense of reason. Okay, so have you been there? Yes. <laughs> have you seen this? Yes. We live in a culture that is quite sentimental. I think you may realize that. Um, but anyway, Oscar Wilde, he, was, he is a terrific person to go to. He, um, he said, a sentimentalist is one who desires to have the luxury of emotion without pain for it. It's a really loaded statement, as all of them are. But I thought you get the sense here. I'm like, what is he saying? Sentimentality is kind of cheap. That's what he's really saying. I think it doesn't have that. Um, and it really, if you look at it, it really doesn't offer any solutions. I was thinking, like, it's, you can have a good cry, but you don't learn anything. You don't really do any good for yourself or anybody. And by the way, I do think good cries are good things to have. I don't mean they, but it's, there's something indulgent about them. That's what's wrong with sentimentality. It's indulgent. And then I found this. I am recommending this book. It's called, it looks ridiculous, and the title is kind of funny. It's called The Awakening of Miss Prim. It's a delight. It's an absolute delight. There's a lot of depth and a lot of wisdom here. It's translation from the Spanish. She's a uh, fairly young Spanish. Um, she's a journalist. It's it's just a, it's, there's a lot of good stuff here. So there's a really fun and it's very funny and very entertaining. It's sort of written as a little bit of a fairy tale. So get ready. But um, this Miss Prim is like squaring up against. He's called the Man in the Wing Chair, and it's just delightful. But anyway, at one point there. She's telling, he's saying that sentimentality, he says, um, he talks about, he calls little women, believe it or not, but he says it's a minor novel, cloying and sentimental. And she's really mad about this. And so she's like, she said, you think sentimentality is a sort of crime, you know, perversion. She said, ice cold, intelligent people don't go in for sentiment. That's for common people and uneducated women. So they're going back and forth, and she's really, really aggravated with him. She's really mad. He said, she said, tell me, how do you manage to be so cold? He looked up in amazement. Cold? Me? You think I'm cold? She said, you detest sentimentality. You just said so. And then this is the one. This is a great point. He said, that's true, I do. But it doesn't make me a cold person. Sentimentality is one thing. Sentiment is another. 
sentimentality is a pathology of the mind, or of the emotions, if you like, which swell up, outgrow their proper place, go crazy, skew a judgment. Not being sentimental doesn't mean that one lacks feelings, but simply that one knows how to channel them. The ideal, and I'm sure you agree, is to possess the So um, I think that's great. So the problem is that the separation of reason and emotion and placing emotion in the driver's seat um, and emotions, so emotions, think about this, do not alone point to the truth. They do tell you something and you have to pay attention to them, but they don't alone point to the truth. They need to be reflected on right, somewhat. They require testing. Sentimentality puts them first and doesn't subject them to any test, right? And that's the so I'd say at best, you could call it unhinged emotion. Like at best, it's silly, maybe. And at worst, and it does have a it does have a really bad side, right? And at worst, it's really it can be it can be really dangerous and it can it can lead to bad things. It can lead to resentment. Um, it can also lead to cruelty. And I'm not gonna go entirely to the bad side of sentiment. Say, 
like the school is full of drama. I think that's very pejorative. I, it may, I don't mind people saying drama. That's okay. We're going to play this weekend. <laughs> it's a good thing. I like drama. Actually, I love drama. I think it's very funny, and I love lots of funny and ridiculous things. But, you know, when we're in the real world, if you will, when we take girls from 10 to 18, we have to be really clear about certain things because we're guiding them, right? And so, okay, so how do we, what do we do with this? I think the great thing, and then you'll hear me again, anything that promotes reflection and interiority is, is fantastic. And I say just, they're really, and this is just in general for the culture, this is a part of our, where we want to go, where we want to go. So think like a part of your culture. I mean, is there any kind of your family culture? We heard about this, there any quiet? Or is there always noise and distraction? And let me, this takes a very purposeful, so much noise and distraction. You really have to get very specific. You want to create, you want to bring that into your family culture. Um, I had once one young one alum, and I made said she said one alum, she gave a speech here, and she said, I remember asking my mother certain things, and she would say to me, let me think about it. She said, it really drove me crazy. Sometimes she would say, let me pray, I want to pray about that. And she said it was kind of irritating, and I wanted but it really, it made an impression. And I thought, we can do lots of things. People establish a 24-hour rule. Like, I don't answer emails. I give it 24 hours. I need to reflect. I need to think. And the classic thing is the more, the more uh, serious the issue is, perhaps the more time I have a right to be thinking about it. You know, if you give me something minor, I don't need 24 hours. But if you give me something that's really important, for more time. I'm going to need more time for that. Whatever. So reflection and interiority and look at it in your daily life. You can just look, pull back. Okay. I think it's also about looking at keeping the emotional register kind of moderate or, or bringing it down. Getting used to simple pleasures. And I'm stealing this from the Bulls lecture. I think that was very wise. A lot of things will drive the emotions. You certainly know social media, aspects of social media. To be hyper driven, things are hyper. I don't know if you've met like hyperbole just in speech, whatever. I think, as I would say, you don't really want to necessarily always strain the emotions so they demand more and more highs. Simple pleasures is a really, really good thing. It's very important education. You want to educate the emotions. We, we, we learn to love simple things, everything doesn't have to be the driven by pressure too to think I don't know whether it's you want to prove even in the back of your mind you want to make an impression you want to you're comparing yourself you think you have to go one higher whatever it is that's driving us we're all susceptible to it even a school you know I don't know we could be like our AP scores or whatever you know like you suddenly I'm like what do I why am I being driven by certain things that are not really who we are I mean, we're often saying, is that really who we are? Um, gosh, I didn't realize that. We're asked, everything is asked to go higher. I think the other thing is with emotions, knowing that we're body and soul. And sometimes we think that we're disembodied, I don't know, whatever. We're really not. We're affected, and especially I think about the girls, we're very affected by sleep. We're very affected by food. 
by light. <laughs> That's why we're in this building full of light. Um, but I mean, it's, really, it's very true. So I think, and I'm sure you do this as parents anyway, when you get an emotional reaction that is like a tsunami, which can happen, I just made, I just, that was a hyperbole. Um, do take the vital signs. We often do that. Take the vital signs just in your own way of like, okay, well, you know, you might want to know what's, what's the sleep, what kind of sleep are we working on here when, you, when I get this, when I get this something. Um, you know, all of that. Um, you know, have somebody eaten, have they, whatever. Um, I've even discovered, I have a friend who said, oh, I have that Sunday night bad feeling. You know, you don't want to go to school. I, I never ask, don't ask people if they like school on a Sunday night. <laughs> don't ask people if they like their school in May. It's a terrible time. You know, nobody likes school in certain times. Don't, don't take a temperature then. You know, I mean, you know, you know these things over time, but especially with the girls, you get, and they need, but more importantly, we're teaching that about themselves. It's not so important that I know that. But this is not, maybe not the right moment to figure out whether you want to be in an AP class. You need to sleep. You need to eat something better. You need a little rest. You need a little reflection. And then let's talk about it. Okay, I want to watch my time. Um, temperance and fortitude are the really, really, and the, all the cardinal, all four of them are great. Temperance and fortitude, I, am pretty, I, I love all of them. Prudence, you know. But these are great for mastery, uh, and emotions need mastery. My favorite book, one of my favorite books, is The Four Cardinal Virtues by Joseph Pieper. You can read it over and over again. You get great points. Um, you think temperance, fortitude, but the emotions, we want to tame them, purify them. So anything you do on any level is going to help the emotional world. So helping the girls learn to wait, give up things for others, um, etc. I heard a great, and whining, I mean, complaining. People do need to talk about things, but there's a time and a place, and you might want to, whatever, watch that a little bit. Again, the Bulls lecture inspired me on that. Um, my brother's wife, we, we, we took this anecdote from my sister-in-law's family. This is a good ex reason of like grabbing something. Her brother was, his youngest brother, um, he was known to be spoiled, and um, he, one Christmas, I don't know how old he was, he was little, he got a lot of Christmas presents, and he mentioned something vague that he didn't like about one of them. And his dad said, and he was literally kind of complaining, this boy, and the father said, if you're not happy with those presents, some, there's somebody else who would be happy. And the classic is, he lost, the presents like, were gone. They were given like in, fairly immediately. And the whole family was like shocked <laughs> for days. We who were not even, weren't even there, and it's 30 years later, we were like, oh my gosh. And I mean, the boy, the, you know, it was a big shock. And it was like, but that father had this moral, and this kid had a lot. The family had a lot of material, whatever. So it was like, you know, you're just whatever. Anyway, I'm not saying you should take away your kids. But I mean, um, but it was like, can you imagine something that like moral courage from this man who was a great man? He was like, that's it. You, you are, and I'm sure, I hope it stood this guy well. But anyway, thinking, um, thinking through things, self-awareness. Um, we give, do we give um, credence to the emotions we're feeling? Um, I think that's really what you're helping the girls is to examine, really. Self-awareness. Um, I think... Prayer, um, examination, certainly the sacrament of confession, but if you're, even if you're not Catholic, I mean, examination 
is just a human thing. Like, look at your day. Get into that habit. Um, see the, you, and you see the girls develop this, which is really beautiful. Over time, they, they develop this ability to, to examine, really. Like, okay, I was really hurt. And I've, I've heard it in advising. I was really hurt. I was really down. But I realized I was comparing myself to someone. And that's what made me down. You know, like, you're going there. You're getting it. You're understanding. It's not just a raw emotion or feeling. What does it mean? Is it important? Um, where did it come from? All of that. And by the way, that's what, when they go to mass, the homilies, when they hear meditations, a lot, it's all, a lot of this material. So they're learning these things in a humorous and beautiful way in so many ways. And these are really important life skills. Okay, the role of the parent, my second thing. And I'm gonna, leadership in the teen years. You always have to know you have experience, she does not. It is vital not to validate too quickly emotions. Do not be fooled. As I tell you, is it a good witch or is it a bad witch? I might need a little time to figure that out. So when you jump in and validate, you may have caught your, you may be, it's, I, I really don't recommend it. But really, do not take the emotion as the measure of all things. And don't be surprised the girls are, and it's not their fault, they are very good creating really good cases. Every, every, and I'll tell you, every teacher, every seasoned teacher has walked this path, I mean, at some point, and been led down the wrong path. And it can be things like, we, the classic is, we never saw this before. I mean, that's an emotion, you know. What are you doing, we never saw this before? And you're like, you never saw this before? I mean, it is not true that they've, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm, and they're not necessarily doing, I'm not saying they're, they're I'm not saying they're manipulative. Um, Whatever, but it's just reactions of like, well, wait a minute, okay, very interesting, perhaps. What's like, take stock. We're taking stock. So for you, um, very, very important not to jump into the morass, I call it quickly. And I would say the big thing, I mean, Socratic method, asking questions, listening. St. Jose Maria said, never make a judgment without hearing both sides. And it is a very funny thing we often overlook. I have overlooked that. I have been running down advocating for someone and completely forgotten that there is another side to the story. And he also said, know both sides and know who is telling the story. That is really interesting. He said, you also have to know who is it coming through. I mean, we're all subjective. And not, to, not saying I don't credit you, but you've got to really know this. So this is, he said this elementary rule of prudence is you've got to know both sides. For parents, um, and we have emotions. We have emotions ourselves. That's part of the problem. Is you know you're like in it. But anyway, try not to take sides. Um, again, the Socratic with your daughters. Um, emotions tell us something, and we need to t we need to read them. I'm not saying we don't. We definitely need to read them, but they don't tell us everything. And just your behavior is so formative for your daughter. Th that you may think this is falling apart. I'm not getting through to her. It is not true. She is learning from your, your calm, your reason, your, your justice. You know, there are two sides here, yet calm, you know, et cetera. And then I say what, what I think with the, with the charity, when Flannery O'Connor said charity is hard and it endures, don't be afraid. It can look hard. Sometimes what the teachers or what the mentors or what the school does looks hard and feels perhaps 
hard, but it endures. <laughs> it is tested. It, and I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it is really, it is true, it is tested. So what I'm saying is part of the cross really is of lo loving, is seeing people we love suffer. I mean, it is not easy to be with a heartbroken little person or medium-sized person or whatever. And uh, of course, but you need to bide your time. And we do live and have lived in a culture that is, is totally going against biding time. And time is really, unless it's an urgent, I mean, sometimes time doesn't, is not, you have to figure out when is time important to buy time and when is it not. And that's prudence, that's hard. But usually in big things, um, patience and prayer, when they're growing, is, is really gonna, it's gonna help you. It's really on your side, I would say. So, and again, I said when you're facing strong emotions or she's in a, it's, it is so important to slow down and to collect yourself and help the situation, you know, calm down. Um, and it is really one of the most challenging testing points of parents and educators. So when you're in it and you wonder why it's so difficult, don't wonder. Don't think that you, there's something wrong. That's the thing. It's like there must be something wrong with this. Mm, no. And like things in the culture will tell you there's something wrong. Things should come easy. They should be less painful. They should, you know, if I were an expert, this would be over. This would be done. I don't, I wouldn't listen to those voices, to be honest with you, but it's the challenge, it's a testing point of really, of good parents and educators, can we weather this storm? What kind of storm is this, you know? And we can weather it because she's gonna grow. And I will tell you, and we hear it so often, the girls, you have to, in your mind sometimes, hear the thank you, which, and Cecilia Marquez loves to say this, it may come it may come at 16, it may come at 22, it may come at 40, when she's 40. I don't know when it is. It, it, may, it may be just in her heart. I mean, that's what you're going for. And God will give you exactly the amount of consolations you need to keep going on that, that journey. You know, or you just see it. But you really have to, have to know when you've been strong and you've guided, really important. Okay, my last thing is what do good emotions look like? We've been patient here. Um, good emotions are really great. Um, one thing is they're not weapons. They're not aimed at people. It's kind of interesting thing, right? Um, so you can ask yourself, does this feeling or does this in your daughter, does this make her uncharitable? You know, they're not, they're not weapons. Um, they, it's like it's okay to get mad at a situation, but you want to aim it maybe toward an action and not a person. So that could be a testing point, right? Is this action... Um, kind of a weapon, not a good one, right? They are as much as possible in service of others. Going back to sentiment, they're not for their own sake. An emotion for its own sake is that, you know, just kind of indulgent. Um, you have to watch out for people hanging on to things because they like, someone pointed out, you just like to be mad. And you kind of stoke that. I mean, we all do it. I mean, if I didn't know this territory very well, I wouldn't be able to. Um, <laughs> Talk about it, but you know, you like your little thing. You're you you you're nursing that. Yeah, that's sentimentality in a bad, in a, you know, not good. Um, they respond to reason and re reality, emotion. Um, they're not really stubborn and insistent. You know, that kind of just hanging on to something for its own sake. A good emotion is going to respond to reason. It's going you're gonna, you can change it. 
when, when reason comes in and gives you a different perspective, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, so you, you move with, because it's responding to reality. It's not to the own, your own inner, inner emotional world. Yeah. Um, so they can change when the truth is revealed, definitely. They should change. And sometimes our emotions should change. You know, I was angry, I thought this parent did this, and then I find out the truth and I say, wow, that's, I'm wrong. That's not true, that's not what she meant. I really have to drop that, and I may, I may have to apologize, too, if it was, I expressed it. I have to, rect it's called, I have to rectify. I have to get it back on the right line, because it was off, and reality showed me it was off. And my, I'm, I'm ending here. Sano Samaria, um, who's the founder of Opus Dei, was, is a great example, I think, of a lot of things, and definitely emotional things. He was Spanish. He was from Aragon in Spain, which was no, is known for really tough, I mean, they really were like strong, very direct, uh, very strong backbones, but really big hearts, but also kind of like tough. And he said, he used to say, he talked about a lot of them, and he was a very emotional person. He really, he said like, I never apologize for crying. We have hearts. God made us this way. So it's very full and very beautiful, right? But it was always like, I mean, it really, he really worked hard on making these emotions really for God and for others. He said, I prefer a heart of iron that can be melted in the fire. Like, it's like, it's like strong. We, and and it, when, it's, when, it's, when it's in fire, like, it will melt. He said, to a heart of clay, made of like cheap clay that just falls apart when it's exposed to something. And I think what he meant there is that, well, and I could say with the girls, we don't want girls to have no feelings. I mean, that would never happen. <laughs> And we don't want it. I mean, it would never happen. Maybe for a day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we, 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 want the, we don't want them to have or weak emotions, that they're like stoic or passive. Or even like you've seen those, you know, the top models that have these like completely weird deadpan faces or whatever. That could be a visual image. Or we don't want them to be like Spock, even though Spock has some emotions, right? Um, from, so we, want, we don't want them to be boys. Boys have a totally different emotional life. We don't want them to be like, you know, manly men or whatever, and I don't even believe in that entirely, right? But we want them to be, um, what do we want? Them? We want them to have deep and strong emotions, for sure, because they're beautiful. I mean, God gave us emotions. We want them to have a tender heart, a really big heart, but the key is for others and not really necessarily for themselves. I mean, you have to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself in a proper and good way. But you don't want to have that super tender heart for yourself. You know, that, that's a classic. I'm like, I have a tender heart for me. You know, um, I feel so bad. And that is tricky. It's really tricky because we have that. That's where sentimentality goes into the classic. And we all know it in women. The victim, the, the victim, right? We, it has different forms. We see it coming. It's OK that it's there. But we want, this is part of getting things on the right track. But we want, we see so many of the girls having a heart in service of, of, of others guided by reason and truth. It's the key thing, guided by reason and truth. And this heart really is part of what Ocrest, I think, is part, a big part of Ocrest. They learn to give that heart uh, really to God, uh, their family, their friends. And then when they go, think about them in the workplace. 
I mean, you need a heart for colleagues. You need a heart. I mean, you, you, who wants to work with somebody who's you know, completely in their own world? So what we're trying to do is take this, and this is the last point, right? It's, I would say, a specific feminine richness and strength um, and really cultivate it and really polish it. Because it's like, this is a gem. We want to we wanna polish it, but it requires, I mean, to polish something, you need a lot of strength. Right, so that sometimes the challenging work that you know people will do here, we're not just going to say fine, it's whatever. We're going to really like work on it. Um, so I think it's really great. Um, so I think that those are the. It was a little bit longer, but those are. Um, and for the people who just came in, it's really it's sentimentality, um, really taking what can be an obstacle in some way, I mean, sentimentality is, is a, it's off, but like the heart and emotional life can be sometimes an obstacle, but it's taking it and learning to make it really what it should be, which is a great asset. I think that's, that's really where I wanted to go. And if you were here yesterday, which was my birthday, um, you would see the Ocrest heart, the heart of the girls. It, in a thousand, it's really impressive. I mean, I, I, of course, this is me. This is my, my, my tender heart for myself, um, which is okay to indulge a few moments. No, I'm kidding. And we're human. We have our moments. I mean, I don't really, if we all have to learn, you know. But I was saying with the girls, just, just see the thousand ways in which the teachers are guiding them and they're showing me and for the school how grateful they are, how much they love it. I get cards that say not only nice things about me, but say, I love Ocrest. They're actually, what they say to me is actually a lot about the school, which is very, very beautiful, you know. And so I'm like, that's really neat. You know, it's not this only, you know, whatever. But a thousand ways. The last one was the cross-country team. They, they stretch out at the corner of this building, so it's my office. They put their water bottles on a ledge, and so they're, they're around. They hardly never see me. Sometimes I knock on the window and they wave. But they, they were outside my window and they started singing Happy Birthday. And the window opens, which is such a, like a treat. It's like a little neighborhood. So I opened the window. They sang. And I said, do you want M&Ms? Because I have M&Ms. So they put their hands <laughs> to the window. And I gave these. And they, they said, it's like a drive through <laughs> I'm like, this is so fun. You know. Anyway, so there's like a, the world here is full of a thousand ways of loving and giving and whatever. But watch your, you're going to get, like when you get into the world of friendships and the, te the teacher hates me. Don't you love that one? And, and all these things which are part of growing up. What do, main thing is what do we do as an adult helping channel these normal emotional reactions. So that's, that's, I'm done. Now we usually open this up to the, I always say the wise, Women of Ocrest, but anybody here, and we just share, and feel free if you need to move on, but anyone to share experiences or good things, bad things, resources, it's up to you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Well, you know, they're, they're taping this now, apparently. They're, this, is being, this is why I'm all rigged up with wires. Um, I don't know how it would translate, but anyway, but any, anything, and people just real, we learn from each other, techniques that parents have, things that have helped them, observations.
It's the world we're, we're in, to be obviously, as you know, and um, we've owned, like I'm looking at Kate, but the way they've, they've raised their children too.